welcome back to another episode of Sisterly. You're here with Olivia and Rebecca as always, and we are so happy to have you for another episode. Happy Thanksgiving if you're listening to this the week that it comes out. We hope you have a very happy and safe holiday. We are hype for Turkey Day. Oh, yeah. Not for the turkey, though. <laughs> no. Turkey's like the least the exciting part of, of Thanksgiving. Yeah. We don't really care too much about it. Our dad also makes a roast, so we eat that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're excited for the holiday nonetheless, because Rebecca and I will be reunited. Mm-hmm. Hashtag squad up. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Today I saw a license plate that said, I'm not spoiled, I'm just blessed. And I thought, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> Claiming that energy. <laughs> Love it. Um, would also like to feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a busy week, but also a quick week. But there's, it does feel like a lifetime ago that the Taylor Swift tickets came out, but it yes. was this past week. We've been through a great deal since the last time we spoke. I would like to say that Rebecca and I did both get tickets, and mm-hmm. we apologize to those of you who did not get tickets. Yeah, this, I can't, I can imagine the devastation because I would feel similarly outraged. If I had gotten tickets. I will say it's unclear if the tickets that we were able to get, if we'll actually be able to see Taylor Swift when she's on the main stage. But listen, I'm in the stadium. Oh, you mean where your seats are? Yeah. Are there like like, partial view obstruction or something? Yeah. They're like kind of behind (laughs) the stage a little bit. They're in like the 100s, but they're like the last section before the stage. I see. But she does, like, have a long runway. Listen, yeah, I did not get my tickets. My friend got them for me, and I have no complaints. Like, yeah. bless her for being able to get us tickets. No notes uh, for anyone who had to be no the notes. designated person getting tickets. I was the designated person for my group. And let me tell you, it was a slog. It was, it was yeah. a trying time. <laughs> yeah, like, we don't complain or have any critique for those who – buy the tickets yep because uh, she was saying too like she had different seats several times and then she would like go to check like, out and be like, out oh the they're cart. gone yeah. yeah yep they're gone so yeah I mean listen for those of you who were trying to get tickets like you know <laughs> what happened like it was the great war it like was it was war. I mean like fuck Ticketmaster. Truly. Excuse my French. Like, um, the Swifties we, are here to learn antitrust law and break up a monopoly like any day Seriously. Now. Yeah. Who? I've never cared so much about a monopoly as I do <laughs> right now. Um, Ticketmaster needs to be demolished. <laughs> they need to be broken up. I hate it. It's yeah. absolutely insanity. But here's what I'm not here for. I'm not here for the Taylor Swift slander. Mm-hmm. I feel like the internet the is fake really fans blaming her. Yeah, they're really like personally attacking Taylor Swift. And my question is like, what do you want from this woman? <laughs> like sometimes I really think that people online like expect her to do it all. Like people are like, she doesn't talk enough about politics. She doesn't do enough of this. She talked about her eating disorder in the wrong way. Like, listen. Everyone's allowed to have their opinion, but my opinion is we ask a lot of this one woman. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, and then when she does speak out about like 
rights for musicians, people are like, um, she's just complaining because she doesn't get enough money. And so I'm just like, when she does have something to say, it's like the wrong thing to say. Right. But then when she doesn't speak out, when people want her to speak out, they're like, wow, never supporting her again. And then she did speak out and people are like, not enough. Have everybody's tickets refunded and start over. And I'm like, that's not going to go over well right. for all the you people that have that. tickets. Also, as a person who somehow managed to get tickets, I'm like, I don't want them to get taken away. I just am like, I mean, if she decided to do that, I don't know if I would be mad because I get that there was a lot that got fucked up with Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. But I'm also, once again, I'm like, I don't think that's like the best choice. Yeah. Like, I don't think going back is the option. I think we need to like, destroy the patriarchy aka Ticketmaster. <laughs> right. I feel like her statement, I mean it was c- clearly worded in a way that like she's like under contract with Ticketmaster, so it's like she can't I don't like, think she'd even say their names. Exactly. She can't like defame them because like she'd be like probably in breach of contract and like have to deal with the whole thing. So, she was trying to make a statement without having to like explicitly call them out or do anything that's going to get her like team in trouble. But the way that she framed it kind of made it sound like they're considering now like not using Ticketmaster going forward and like bringing it in-house because she talked about how her and her team have brought lots of things like done it themselves and brought it in-house rather than using external vendors or companies and it sounds like after this fiasco that's like what she's considering doing as well because it yeah the system just seemed entirely broken and messed up and also oh sorry no I was just gonna say like I waited in line for or you know in line in virtual queue um for over four hours for these tickets and then when I got in there the only things that were left were nosebleeds that were like kind of behind the stage or floor seats VIP package and so I blacked out and panicked and bought the VIP package because so I I did what anyone would do and I bought the VIP package I did the only option which is floor package um so was that a wise choice no um, I think it was. I really think but, you did the best part. <laughs> but do I regret it? Also, no, because no. I'm going to be there and, you know, it's fine. So, and it's just crazy to me how Ticketmaster is like, oh, tickets will be between 50 and 450. Right. And that's just not true. And then that's not, that's literally a lie. Is that that dynamic pricing that everyone keeps talking about that they're allowed to like up it based on other things or something? Listen, I don't know, but it all seems to just be bullshit. Like, yeah. the words out of Ticketmaster's virtual mouth are lies. <laughs> and, like, because they're, like, resale tickets, I guess. I have a friend who bought a resale ticket during the presale. I'm like, how did you buy a resale ticket? Right. Oh, yeah. It was just – it was all so, so messy. Like, they had those, like, verified – fan thing which also which like, once again Rebecca and I weren't even verified right so it's like a highly questionable system because yeah. Mike got verified and like love him but um should he have been a verified T-Swift fan over us uh, probably not um I feel like I buy way more tickets on Ticketmaster and yet I was not verified and apparently a lot of like newer accounts on Ticketmaster got verified versus people who had older accounts and so it's like that's all very questionable and then they texted you a link and a code but you didn't actually have to type in the code to get in the queue which is why the queue had way too many people because people just shared the link 
Wait, seriously? Yeah, because you got you got texted a link to get in the queue, and then there was like a code for the presale that was like unique to you. But to actually get into the waiting room and get in the queue, you only had to click the link. You only typed in the code at the very end when you got into the main room and it was like time to select tickets. Oh, that's stupid. And so like there were a lot of people in there. They're just like blocking traffic. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I think it kept like having crashes and errors and and whatnot. Um, Yeah, a hot mess, a disaster, a train wreck. Listen, if Ticketmaster tells me one more time that they're seeing unprecedented traffic, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose it. They sent out the exact number of codes. It shouldn't have been unprecedented because they knew exactly how many fans they verified. So I'm like, what are you talking about? I just and then the canceling of the general sale. I mean, that I was that was tragic. Gut wrenching. Rebecca and I were hoping to buy tickets in like a random city. Um, guess we're not doing that now. Thanks, yeah. Ticketmaster. And I was gonna try to look for friends too who hadn't gotten in the pre-sale, like to help them get tickets, and then like that that disappeared. So oh, devastating. It's been yeah, it was devastating for those who didn't get tickets. It was frustrating for those who did get tickets but seemed to have no control over their tickets. Right. No one had a good experience, no matter how it went. No. Yeah, I don't know anyone who had a good experience. So, anywho. In other news, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde broke up. So that's crazy. I think that that was the right choice for Harry Styles, to be honest. The relationship just confuses me so much. Um it confuses me too. The timeline confusing. Why anyone would leave Jason Sudeikis? Beyond confusing. me. Yeah, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't do that. So, um, it's like I get that it's Harry Styles, but also like Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso is a gem. Also, I'm like, was Harry Styles ready to be a stepfather? I don't think right. so. I think not. I mean, obviously, I don't know him whatsoever, but he's so young. So I just think. That was the move for him personally. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm not here to like slander Olivia Wilde because I think the internet is way too harsh on her. But like, I don't, I don't love her. <laughs> yeah. That it's whole thing favorite. with Florence Pugh, I'm just like, mm, seems shady. I don't love it. She's not my favorite. She's not my number one. Yeah. So maybe this is best for her. Do you style. remember when she was on the OC? Oh my God, yes. She was very problematic on the OC. Yeah, indeed. She was also on House for Forever. Mm-hmm. She was. She was also in that movie About Time, Justin Timberlake. Oh my God, yeah. People don't talk about the movie About Time enough. Yeah. It was a crazy movie. With Amanda Seyfried. Wait, did she play his mom? Yeah. She oh played God, Justin Timberlake's yeah, I mom. Oh God about that. What a movie. I was also I'm- confused for a second because there's another movie called About Time with Rachel McAdams and Bill Weasley. Oh, Weasley's yeah. But that, is, that movie is called About Time, right? Am I crazy? I think you're right. I think they're both called About... Mm. Mm. It's something time. <laughs> it's about time. It's but about is it... damn time. It's about... But... In time. In time. There we go. There we go. So <laughs> close. <laughs> oh, that movie was stressful. It's like your time ran out and you just died. Yeah. Oof. That was wild. That was wild. You know what that just made me think of? A movie I haven't seen in forever. Is it Jump? um, Yes. Is that what you're going to say? Yes. 
Hayden Christensen. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that's what you're that. That like say. connected in my mind. And then the other movie I was going to think of is that one Push with Chris Evans mm. and Dakota Fanning. I love these one word movies. Push, I jump. <laughs> it was like a thing in, in the, time. In, in the day. I mean, in time is two words, but they could have just made it time. <laughs> would have really like hit. Yeah, the movie well, Push. Aren't those some like throwbacks? Yeah, where their eyes would go black. Yeah. That was when What's Her Name was like a big actress. Camilla. Uh, what's her name? Camilla. Ugh, the one that Joe Jonas dated after Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Camilla... The one that Better in Revenge is wrote, written about. Ugh, I can't even remember her last name. Well, she's kind of irrelevant now. <laughs> yeah. She had but a yeah, moment. Yeah, she was in that. She was in that. Her claim to fame was being the other woman. But I don't think she was the other woman. I think Joe Jonas just broke up with Taylor Swift and then started dating her. I do wonder, bringing it back to Taylor Swift, if when she does speak now Taylor's version, if she's going to switch up better than Revenge or like adjust it a little bit. Because like some of the stuff in there is like a little bit problematic. It's like a little – Not like pro-women. Women women hating women. Exactly. And I feel like Taylor's beyond that. And she's like on fine terms now with Joe Jonas. So I feel like – Maybe she'll like switch up the lyrics a little or something. Like I wonder how verses. it's been for Joe Jonas like during this period of time. Like who? It's crazy how many like incredibly important Taylor Swift songs are about Joe Jonas. I know he should feel honored to be honest. Also on the Taylor's version, Fearless, she did that new song that was about him, yeah. and like perfectly fine. Yeah, and like. Sophie Turner loved it and I was just like I just love her so much and that she's like completely fine that like Taylor Swift's writing songs about her husband or like in the past Taylor is writing songs about her husband and that she's like such a big fan I'm like this is like the kind of energy I want that's like the sign of a secure relationship like I have to say if if I were in that situation and like Jack had wronged a woman and she was like I gotta get it out in song I'd be like that's fair (laughs) yeah do you be like you do you girl like (laughs) we support a woman and her art so but i'm just like when last kiss taylor's version drops right Woo, dear john taylor's version i mean i can't even talk about that i can't even <laughs> yeah. talk about it i'm gonna need days to recover from that emotionally but i'm also like when is it dropping because i'm so tired of these rumors it's like oh it's coming tomorrow and then it's never there i think there's a possibility something happens around her birthday in december mm-hmm but I think mm-hmm. that she's got to drop it before um, the tour she starts. starts touring in March. Yeah. So sometime between then and now is my two Listen. cents. She also now can legally start re-recording Reputation. Ugh. What an album. Listen, all <laughs> I have to say is that so many of you out there, maybe not you listening, but those in the world – who hated so hard on reputation. And all I've got to say is you were wrong then and you're even more wrong now. Like reputation was still a good album. Is it my favorite? No, it's not my favorite Taylor Swift album. But it's a good time. But it is a good time. (laughs) Also, Getaway Car is in my top 10 for sure. Delicate? Mm -hmm. Also, I loved Death by a Thousand Cuts. Was that on reputation? Yeah. It was a no, lover. I think that's lover. But Damn I it. love Death by a Thousand. I love this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> yeah. I also loved Look What You Made Me Do. Everyone I love hated Don't it. Blame Me. Love Don't Blame Me. 
I'm I like I was texting Olivia this the other day that I like seriously regret that I didn't see the reputation tour. I feel like it was incredible. I feel like there was a reason I couldn't go. Like I don't think I was just like, oh, I don't want to see this tour. Like I feel like there was a reason I couldn't go to one of the dates or something. But big regrets because it looks like a blast. And I've seen a lot of TikToks about it and just the level of like visual stuff Mm. that was happening would have been so epic. So I hope she does that for this one. I was in the absolute nosebleeds for reputation and I had an an incredible time. So that's (laughs) making me confident that even if I can't see her the whole time or to anyone who got seats that aren't like, you know, in the 100s section on the sides, honestly, like it's going to be amazing no matter what. Yeah, totally. So yesterday, Mike and I hosted our first ever Friendsgiving, um, which was very fun. I was like kind of nervous because I've never done it, but I was excited to do it. And it went really well, and all of our friends bought all the different sides and appetizers. Um, so that was really fun. Maya was very excited. She thought everyone was there to see her, and they were. Yeah, um, I mean, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. When but I yeah. come to visit, it's for her. So. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, everything was so delicious, and it's great because we hosted it. People like kept leaving the leftovers with us, so I have like a lot of pie in the house now, which is yeah, that will feed you until actual Thanksgiving, right? Exactly. So I've just gotten a head start on all the Thanksgiving foods, and I'm going to be eating them for a week. Um, so that's great. And then today I had my second ice skating lesson, so I'll keep you all posted on my ice skating journey. Um, I was telling Olivia I am still terrible, but I'm slightly less terrible than the first class. And by the end of the second class, I was better than I was even at the beginning of the second class. So we're making small improvements. Um, I won't be trying out for the Olympics just yet, but I am not clinging to the wall anymore and can skate across the rink um, without falling over. So, you know, that's pretty good. That's really all we need. (laughs) Like, we're not out here trying to be Michelle Trachtenberg in Ice Princess. Princess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're going to reach that level. But if I could learn how to skate forwards and like maybe do a couple fun things, like that would that would be ideal. So I'll keep you posted. But it's definitely going in the right direction. I'm not getting worse. And I don't think that would have been possible, frankly. But um, I am getting marginally better. And I didn't feel like crying one time at, at the lesson. So that's also an improvement from the first week. I mean, she's an icon. She's a queen. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Can't wait to see how this journey continues for you, honestly. Yeah. If it keeps also, going well, if I if I get to a level that doesn't feel embarrassing, then maybe I'll I'll post a video of me skating. On. I think you're gonna get there. I believe in you. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I hope so. Also, this is incredibly off topic, but it just popped into my head. There are rumors out there that seem backed in fact that Raven and SK from Love is Blind have yes. broken up. Wait, have you seen the TikToks? No. Okay, there's TikToks. And I was going to tell you about this and I forgot. Um, there's a girl on TikTok who is – it was like POV when um, your ex-boyfriend invites you to take you on a trip to Europe and you say, okay. And then when you're there, he tells you that he has a fiance, but don't worry, it's fake. It's just for a TV show. And you don't know what to make of it. And then you come back and find out like he was on Love is like Love is Blind season three. So like literally SK like took his ex-girlfriend like on a trip to Europe and like did this whole thing with her and was like, according to her anyway, was like, oh, yeah, like that's like my fake fiance. It's like not real. Like we don't live in the same state because he's like going to school or whatever. And she like posted all these photos of them like on the trip. 
damn. Yeah. And she was like, she wasn't trying to even, like, it didn't come off like she was trying to be mean toward Raven. She was more like, I, I'm so confused. Like, I didn't know about this until, like, after the fact. And, like, then I see him, like, on Netflix. And I'm like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, because I didn't see those. I just saw some, like, TikToks that Raven had taken all of her photos down yeah. of her and SK. Mm-hmm. And SK has turned all the comments off on his Instagram. Well, that's why, because he's being shady. That's such a bummer because he came off as like such a king. I know. On the show. Like they were the best couple. Like, or they seemed yeah. like they were. And he was like being so patient with her. And like they were doing like, ugh. yeah, that was very upsetting. Ugh. And also, they filmed this show in 2021. Like it's been over a year. Yeah. And they've been together, I think, pretty much that whole time. Right. Yeah. So, like, I don't know when he did this trip thing with this girl. Like, if it was right after and then they ended up having an actual relationship, like him and Raven, or if he's, like, been doing this whole thing. I just – I have no idea. But I saw those TikToks and I was yeah, like, Yeah, well, it sounds oh, like no. Raven didn't know about it. Yeah, it sounds she, like, like she seems like she's pissed. So. Yeah. Yikes. Damn. Do you watch Bachelor in Paradise? No. Mm, not really. Okay. But, but you can still tell me the tea. No, 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 no. It's fine. There nothing nothing is that exciting, but it's um the finale is this coming week. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I hope it's the most dramatic <laughs> season yet. Most dramatic finale yet. Yeah, I feel like it's not going to be. This Bachelor in Paradise season has been like fine, but it's definitely not been its best. And a lot of people have just like voluntarily left the beach. And I'm like, that's not really the sign of a good time. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It doesn't – not ideal. Yeah. And they played – they tried to do a Casa Amor situation for the first time where they like made all the women leave the beach and go to like this resort and then brought in all new girls and then brought in new guys for the girls at the resort. And like – That's literally Casa Amor. literally Casa Amor. But – I don't know that it really worked out. Like, also, I'm like, are they not going to get sued by like Love Is Blind or not Love, Love Island? Blind, sorry, Love Island. Like, that's literally Love Island. Yeah, they, they just stole their bit. They just like didn't call it Casa Amor, they, but it was like, yeah, that's but that's exactly literally what, what that is. is. Yeah. My goodness, oh, I miss Love it's Island. Like, when stop trying back? to be Love Island. You can't be Love Island. Right. Wait, when does that come back? Do we have to wait like until the summer? It's unclear to me if there's a winter season, but I would love one. I would. <sighs> I would love one. There's nothing like love, like. Listen, I, I mean, in fairness, though, I just had to cancel my ITV2 account that I created for no ads. So that <laughs> <laughs> I paid four pounds for every month. <laughs> but I also had to put in a fake London zip code for it so I could watch it. <laughs> the commitment. The commitment oh. is real. I freaking love Love Island. Also, Ekansu and Davide's reality TV show is also coming out on ITV. I'm definitely going to watch that. I freaking love them. Um, also, Gemma and Luca broke up. Thank God. Thank God. I'd never liked Hated him. Hated Luca. He was problematic from the beginning. Yeah. He was obsessed with her and he didn't even know her. He was just obsessed with the idea of her. Yeah. Red flags. And he was just everywhere. like fake. Like, he was mean to the other girls and just like. Yes. There's nothing more bad things like oh I didn't like him. There's nothing more unattractive than a catty guy. They're just like I I don't like cattiness or gossipiness like in that way at all. Like guys talking shit about girls who they say are their friends is just like so. It's like like so So gross. gross. Yeah, trashy. I liked Gemma a lot better without him. Um, Tasha and Andrew are still together. 
love them. And honestly. yeah, Gensu and Davide. But my favorite of all time, and India and Dami are still. Oh yeah, together. they're still together too. My favorite of all time. Um, Love Island couple is Molly May and Tommy. Yeah. I mean, they're like the king and queen of like they Love are the Island king couples. And, queen. and they're going to have a baby girl and that's just like the cutest thing ever. And they're so young still also. I always they're forget 23, that. 24. Yeah. Like she's going to be so young as mom. But oh, they're in so fairness cute. though, if I had millions, like what's stopping you from having a baby? Right. You're like, what's yeah, exactly. You can do what you want. And I love her friendship with Maura. Hmm. Anyway, okay, I digress into a, a series of discussion about reality shows. We could do it forever. But we we clearly could, but we will stop and turn to our topic. We're talking about when you bring a significant other home for the holidays and also when you go home for the holidays without a significant other and what mm-hmm. that experience is like. So basically just partners and the holidays and what that looks like. Yep. Now, as a quick recap, in case you're new, Rebecca and I are both boot up. <laughs> Rebecca is actually betrothed. Um, <laughs> I am betrothed. <laughs> she is betrothed. So whatever. Um, but we both have been in relationships for a little while. Rebecca has been with her betrothed for... <laughs> Almost five years. What? Five- yeah. Oh my gosh, look at that. Five years in March? Yep. Wow. Okay, I have been with my boyfriend for like six and a half ish years. But before then, Rebecca and I were single as a Pringle. Ready to mingle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so we've been on both sides of like bringing a partner home for the holidays and then also coming home for the holidays single and everyone being like so when are you gonna like settle down you know (laughs) so any new boys are you dating anyone (laughs) boys girls anyone please someone (laughs) yeah um but both Rebecca and I didn't start bringing our boyfriends home for the holidays until kind of recently actually they came Mm -hmm. home with us like they met our parents before but I didn't start bring Jack home for the holidays and I didn't go home. Well, no, I went to Thanksgiving with him once, I think in 2019, actually, Hmm. or 2018. I can't remember the year, but he never came home to our house for the holidays until like 2021. Yeah. Last year, I think. Didn't. Yeah. Like he'd, he'd gone and met people before and like gone to other things, but we didn't do like a holiday at our families like together until last year in 2021. We probably would have done it in 2020 had it not been for, you know, COVID, but it ended up being, yeah, last year. Yeah. When I went to Thanksgiving with Jack's family a few years ago, it actually worked out because I couldn't get like the days off Mm -hmm. um, from work to fly home and his family was doing something more locally. So that was really nice. Um, So I was able to do that with like his whole family. Um, But then once Jack and I moved in together, that's when we kind of realized that we wanted to, like, stop splitting up holidays because before that, it was like he would go home and spend the holidays with his family and I would go home and spend the holidays with my family, Um, which I I honestly am glad that we did that for a while. Um, I mean, we were in college for most of those years in the beginning anyway, but I think it was kind of nice because... I think things can happen really fast in relationships. Not that that's a bad thing at all, but so quickly it's like everything becomes we, everything becomes what we do together as a unit. Mm -hmm. And 
it was kind of nice to just still be able to prioritize like each other having like, having family time for the first yeah. few years. We did the same thing like for the first two years we like did the same split like I spent the holidays with my family and he spent the holidays with his family and then 2020 we had the pandemic so we didn't do anything but um yeah we we split it as well in the beginning just because I don't know we we still wanted to see our families like the full time and it felt like we didn't live together so I don't know it's kind of nice to do like your usual family routine but I think like when you end up moving in together then it feels like a little bit different and so last year we we figured out how to like split it up so that we were together the whole time, but like made our way to everybody. Totally. I think once you live together, it's like I spend every moment with this person, especially working from home. Like why would I not spend like the most important holidays with that right. person too? Right. And so um, when you have pets, like we had Maya and it was kind of like, yeah. we don't want to be like, oh, she goes with one of us and then like doesn't see the other. Like we wanted to be, you know, together as a little unit. So totally. Poor Jack before we lived together and I had the cat and he had a dog. He would take both of them with him <laughs> for the holidays, which was really nice that they weren't like alone on the holidays because that's the one tough thing about um, splitting up the holidays is when we go back to the East Coast, the cats and the dog have to be yes, they here. There. Um, and it's like weird. I know they're animals, but I'm like, oh, I hate that they're like alone on the holidays. <laughs> Even yeah. though for them, they don't know what the holidays are. Right. Um, <laughs> but still a bummer. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I feel like when I did first bring Jack home for the holidays, luckily he had already known our parents Mm -hmm. pretty well which was nice but I do know that a lot of times people bring a significant other home for the holidays for the first time and I think that's how they meet totally and I think that can be overwhelming and just some things I thought about is like if this is your first time going home to meet like someone's family or your first time bringing someone home just like remembering that they don't have all the context that you have. I feel like I can be really bad at that sometimes when Jack mm-hmm. comes and does stuff with our family. I just like jump right in to my usual routines and like the general rapport with my family and just like how everything is. And I forget that Jack like doesn't have that context. Like he hasn't been in this family his entire life like I have. And so it's hard to just like jump into that situation. Yeah, totally. Like they don't know all the different dynamics or they don't know like who everybody is. And you need to remember to like introduce everyone. Like I was very bad at the beginning of just being like – I'm the worst Saying hi to everyone and then being like – Mike's just kind of looking at me like, hello. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like let me just tell everybody who you are and and actually introduce everyone. Um, but yeah, and like some of my relatives would just be like, I assume you're Mike and like go say hi to him because I like failed epically at introducing yep. him properly. I would say my toxic trait is that I forget to introduce Jack in any situation. Yeah. I'm just like not paying attention or I just like forget that other people don't know him. Yeah. And he has to always introduce himself. It's a bad trait of mine. <laughs> um, I also think too, another thing about the holidays that I didn't realize until I started spending holidays with Jack's family is that each family has a pretty unique holiday tradition or like mm-hmm. the way the holiday goes for them or just the flow of the day. And I for 
forgot that it's not the exact same to what mine is. And I think especially because Rebecca and I have always had to organize a lot of like switching houses between our mom and our dad's house and like just coordinating a lot of people. Like I'm very used to the way that my holidays have been structured my whole life. And then I Mm -hmm. spent Thanksgiving with Jack's family and I'm like, oh, this is like totally different than how we do Thanksgiving. And so I think just kind of like looping your partner in to know like, hey, this is kind of how we structure the day or this is what we do is like kind of helpful because I was like almost confused, like not in a bad way, but I was just like, oh, like you guys do things differently. I just like didn't know what to expect, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'll also say that um, this is more for like a Christmas time holiday, but I remember I went to – I actually went – Earlier when we were dating, I forget if it was like 2018 or 2019, but we went, it was like after the holiday. I think I was there because Mike's birthday is close to Christmas. So I went like after the holiday to see his family and see him for his birthday. And I had brought like for his family, like a little Christmas ornament as like a little gift and to say like, hello. But like, it was, it was like still pretty new. Like we hadn't been dating that long. And like didn't tell me that when I got there, like his family had like presents for me, like multiple presents. And so did his sister. And like they had gotten me and wrapped like legitimate presents, whereas I had gotten just like a small like ornament. And I was just so embarrassed and I felt so bad because they had gotten me like really nice gifts and wrapped them and gotten me cards. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like you didn't tell me that mm-hmm. they were going to give me gifts. Like I would have gotten them gifts. I didn't know that because I would have felt bad if I'd brought them all gifts and they hadn't gotten me something. And like, I didn't expect them to do that, of course. So I was just like, oh, I'll just bring like a little something. And I was just so mortified <laughs> that yeah, I was like, they're going to think that I'm just like so inconsiderate and like not thoughtful. And he was just like so unfazed, but I was like, oh my so I would have like, no, I would have felt the same way. I think, yeah, like letting your partner know what the etiquette is going to be yeah. of how the do holiday. Dress? Like, do people do casual Thanksgiving or do they dress up a little bit? Like, how do yeah. you? Yeah, so show important. Up? Or I think about Jack's family. They're like wine connoisseurs. Like, they're very well versed in wine. They have like a wine cellar. So, like, don't bring wine to their house because like you're just going to look like a fool. Honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know just things like that like they don't need wine they have tons of bottles of wine so like don't bring that as a gift or if you're going to someone's house where their parents don't drink like don't bring alcohol as like a housewarming present or you know like just preparing them for success as well yeah walking th- into your house I think it's really helpful to know what some people's like traditions are too like last year I went with Mike to his family's Thanksgiving and it's like all the extended family so it's like aunts uncles cousins like big group and he had told me ahead of time that like they always play um Pictionary at Thanksgiving it's like a thing they get like a big like um notebook paper like a huge one and, like they have markers and it's like a whole thing and they like divide up in teams and like I am no artist. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's be clear. Um, so I was just like, I was really glad that I knew that ahead of time. So it wasn't just like sprung on me that I was going to be like playing this game and like in front of everybody and whatnot. Um, not that there was much to do to like prepare for it, but I was just like mentally ready to be like, oh, okay, we're going to be playing this game and everyone's really into it. And there's like, you're not going to opt out of this. Like you have to participate. So, and like his family also did a, um, for Christmas last year, they did like a 
a cousin gift exchange, which is really cute. And they like asked me to be in it. Um, and I was just like, that's so nice to be like included and in, like a thing that like we previously like hadn't um, done. And but I was like glad to know about it. And then I like knew, you know, oh, what, what do people normally do for it? So you don't do too much or too little. And um, it's just good to be prepared. Yeah, totally. Another thing I've noticed too, when Jack and I started spending more time at each other's like family houses, specifically around the holidays when there's a lot of people, is that sometimes your partner gets really overwhelmed. Or if Mm -hmm. you're in your partner's like family home, it gets really overwhelming. And that's something when I'm at home, I'm really bad at noticing that it might be really overwhelming for Jack because I'm just so used to what the situations are. Totally. And I think vice versa, like sometimes I can get overwhelmed too if there's like a bunch of people I don't know at his family's house. So I think it's just good to remember in either situation, like check in on your partner Mm -hmm. and see how they're feeling. Also, if you're the one in someone else's home, like if you can, just like take some time to like have a minute to yourself, you know, like it's if you're staying in that house, like it's okay for you to spend some time alone. You don't have to spend every waking minute with your partner's family. Like if you need some time to like Mm -hmm. just decompress, like make that time for yourself. I know my favorite thing to do is like read a little bit before bed and just like have some quiet time at night just for me or if Jack's there too, just to like unwind from the day. I even do that at my own family's house, but I think it's important to make that space at someone else's house too. Yeah. I love that like pre-bedtime time to like debrief and just like relax a little bit. I also feel like if it's like during the day and like, I don't know, things get chaotic or like your partner needs a break, it's like go or, like run an errand being like, oh, we're totally. going to go get like XYZ thing or something. We'll pick and up flowers. Like- exactly. <laughs> just like something small, but it gives you a chance to like get in the car, go do something else, like not be around everyone, chat about anything that needs to be chatted about and just like take a little break before you jump back into the whole family. Totally. Or maybe even have like a friend or family member on standby that you could just like call and check in if you start feeling overwhelmed or if like a situation happens that you feel like you need to talk through because it just it can be a lot because especially if you're meeting family for the first time, you might not just be meeting immediate family, you might be meeting extended family Mm -hmm. and it can just be really overwhelming if you don't feel like you have someone in your corner. So, you know, just like checking in with someone on your end to just be like, hey, I'm feeling really overwhelmed right now. Or like, can I call you just to like feel a little bit more grounded for a second? Yeah, totally. So that's like some tips for when you're bringing home your partner for the first time to like a big family event. But then there's also the dynamic when you come home and you don't have a partner and maybe you have never had a partner or maybe you used to, but you don't anymore. And um, that can lead to people asking you questions about it. And, you know, to start off, no one is entitled to ask these questions. I don't know yeah. why people, people think are that the they worst. are. Um, it's just, it's really not appropriate to ask people why they're single or why they haven't brought somebody to a family event. What if they're not even single, but they're just like, I don't want to subject them to this situation, you know? Also a pro tip, absolutely no one has an answer to why are you single? Right. <laughs> There's no answer to that. So. Right. So stop asking. Stupid um, question. <laughs> it's not It's not useful to literally anyone. Um, but I was a person who didn't have a boyfriend for like quite a while. Um, I My first boyfriend like real boyfriend, we're not talking about our sixth grade boyfriend, um, was (laughs) um, Mike. And I was 
25. Um, so there were many a years before that in which I showed up at every holiday event single as a Pringle and um, no prospects on the horizon. <laughs> um, and I would get asked sometimes, you know, like, so are you seeing anyone? Anyone special? <laughs> like, Also, how- it's never like – a good friend that asks you that question. Yeah, it's never it's like, always like yeah. your mom's friend's husband that you've never <laughs> met before that's like, so are you like dating anyone? And it's like, why are you interested, you perv? <laughs> like I just – it's so awkward. Yeah. Or it's like my grandma, you know, like yeah. so <laughs> yeah. when are you – you know. And she's, yeah, she's like, like getting well, Can I expect a grandchild? Exactly. It's her only priority. Um, a great grandchild at that. Um, yeah. So that can always be – disheartening because it's just like there's no good answer and it doesn't make you feel nice to have to say anything because you don't need to justify it like it's just like on the one hand maybe you're really sad that you don't have a partner and you've been like putting yourself out there a lot and um it's very unfortunate that this person has chosen this like very sensitive holiday time to remind Mm -hmm. you of the fact that you don't have a partner but you would like to um or it's like implying that you're too picky or too selective or that you're just not doing enough or something. Um, and it's just like no one wants to hear that in general, let alone like at this like large family <laughs> gathering. Right. Um, or maybe you like did have someone and you, you ended it for like very legitimate reasons or maybe that person was toxic or maybe it just didn't work out and you don't really want to have to talk about breakup and why you're not with somebody so it's just like there's never really a good a good reason I think to ask someone about that unless it's like your good friend who you would talk to about that anyway or like a close cousin who you always bother them about like what they're up to you know what I mean like I think if my cousin was like so any news like that doesn't bother me but if it's like someone I don't know that well it's like "Hmm." a distant cousin you've never met before or like (laughs) or just in general like a coworker. it's like what yeah (laughs) I feel like there's a couple ways you can respond to those questions I mean I love to go with humor not always everyone's cup of tea I think you could respond if someone says like so seeing anyone special I think you could say like oh you know I'm just like sleeping around (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a great response just really playing the field (laughs) that was gonna be my other one you know just playing the field um I think you could say a lot of different things about like and there's just no one good enough for me like yeah no one can keep up really so no one can keep up you know I love a good humor response. If you don't want to say that, I think also you can set a clear boundary with someone. Say like, oh, you know what? Like, I appreciate you checking in on me, but I just like don't really want to talk about my, you know, romantic life right now. I think Mm -hmm. that's a completely valid response. Some people might be uncomfortable that you've shut them down because – but it's people like them who, ask, who should be uncomfortable. Right. It's like people who ask space. you those kinds of questions, like don't understand social graces. So they're going to be surprised when you set a boundary, but that's their fault, not your fault. Yeah. If you want to get a little snarky with it after they ask you about your relationship, you could be like, and how's your marriage going? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> 15 years is a long time. Getting bored yet? <laughs> <laughs> I Where's think Cheryl? All- I don't see her. 
Where's your wedding ring? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I think you could also, too, if you wanted, like, if you have a good relationship with your immediate family, you could say, like, have a little team meeting before, mm-hmm. you know, the aunts and uncles and the grandmas come over and say, hey, guys, don't bring up my relationship status at dinner. Please and thank you. Right. You know, or like. If you want to ask me about it, ask me about it once all the extended fam has left and ask me about it in a one-on-one conversation. Yeah. Or another way you could go about it, start a drinking game with you and your cousins. And every time someone's asked about their relationship status, you take a shot. (laughs) (laughs) That's one way to go about it. Um, I will say, this is a little off topic, but one family Christmas, our cousin, he was dating a girl. They've been dating for a little while. And this is at Christmas and we were at Christmas dinner and he was just getting roasted left and right about her being too good for him. Our family hadn't even met her before. And our cousin is sitting there getting roasted about how she's too good for him. And I mean, he took it honestly in stride, but I I would not have taken it well. I felt a little bad because he was, I mean, I think everyone had had like three glasses of wine at this point and he was just, yeah, getting roasted. And I feel like in that situation too, it's always good to just like, if it is about a relationship or someone who's single is getting grilled, like just like jump in. Even if you don't know them super well, like even if it's just like a family friend or whatever, like we've all been there in those uncomfortable situations. Like that's a great time to just change the subject for someone Mm -hmm. or, you know, like have a conversation. Like I always knew I had Rebecca's back. She had mine. If someone started asking us uncomfortable questions where you just, you jump in, you're like, oh my gosh, Rebecca, (laughs) mom needs you in the kitchen. Exactly. (laughs) You know? I was going to say even better than jumping in is pulling them out of the conversation being like, I need something in the other room. I need your help setting the table or whatever. I'm having a feminine emergency. Exactly. I'm having a crisis. Like, (laughs) don't have to give an explanation, you know? Yep. Nope. Just like, I have to go. (laughs) I hear someone calling me. But actually, like, obviously, you probably don't want to make a scene, or you do. And I fully support that. I always support making a scene. I love that, like, meme that's like, I not only do I support women's rights, I support women's wrongs. (laughs) I'm just like, (laughs) yes. I support. I do support women's wrongs. I do. I support a scene at any day or time. Um, But yeah, I think just like having someone in your corner to kind of just like make eyes to and they know that you need assistance is very helpful. Agreed. And I also think too, like just trying to shake it off. Not that it makes it okay that people ask you these questions, but just knowing that people who ask you uncomfortable questions or are prodding about your personal life who shouldn't be. Once again, that's on them. That's not on you. Like, yeah, you... it really says more about them, their own priorities, than it says anything about you. Right. And there's also absolutely no obligation to entertain someone with your personal life stories or to make people happy by you being in a relationship. Like, you don't owe anyone anything at these dinners. So, yeah. you know, I, I just would try to be kind to yourself, too, because I think people can leave – a holiday feeling a little poorly about themselves because mm-hmm. they're constantly reminded that someone else is not satisfied or not satisfied enough with their own relationship status. And that's just bullshit, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of stuff can be really draining. And I feel like holidays themselves with a lot of people can just be like 
a lot sometimes can be overwhelming, but it's it's even more so when you're kind of getting these like targeted questions about like what people expect of you. And I just think it's so unfair to have that in general, but especially at a time when like you're really just trying to like celebrate with your mm-hmm. family and have like a nice time and it's just you don't owe anybody anything. Agreed. And to wrap up today's episode, Rebecca and I are going to share the foods that we're most excited to eat on Thanksgiving this year. Um, it's also quick, there's so many that I like. Also, quick disclaimer to not let anyone make you feel bad about any food choices on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Quick Retweet. disclaimer. Um, it is very tough for me. I will say, one, our family does crescent rolls. So big crescent roll gal. Thrilled for that. I also, in recent years, have gotten, like, more into stuffing. Yeah, I've come to like stuffing, too. I never used to like it as a kid, but now I like it. I like it, too. So I'm excited about that. And then, of course, desserts. Yeah. I feel like in my mind, I have, like, my favorite Thanksgiving, like, regular food and then my favorite Thanksgiving dessert. Mm, that's so fair. I feel like for regular food, I'd probably go with, like, uh, probably a mashed potato. I think. I like a good baked mac and cheese as well, but I think I'm going to go mashed potato. Do like a good baked mac and cheese. Um, Also, when I celebrate Thanksgiving with Jack's family, they make green bean casserole, which I Mm. love. And I really hope we get to make it this year. So I'll say that's another one of my favorite. Yeah. um, For dessert. I'm a big pumpkin. Well, I'm a big pie gal. I like apple and pumpkin. I'm going to go pumpkin. Gotta have both. But you really need to have both. So Yeah. Yeah, I like pumpkin pie with whipped cream, and I like apple pie with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. Or you have like round one, then you go back for round two, exactly. or you have them both at the same time, or you have mm-hmm. one as a late night snack or breakfast in the morning. Like yep. the options are endless. <laughs> yep, endless. Um, but we hope you all have a really happy Thanksgiving. Um, make sure to be kind to yourself this holiday season. The holidays can always be tough, so we're sending you a big old. That sisterly hug. <laughs> yes. And we're so thankful for you and for listening to the podcast and um, spending this time with us. We have so much fun doing it. And we love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you next week for another episode of Sisterly. Bye.